Thanks for tuning in. This episode was originally recorded for YouTube, so some references might be lost on listeners. To get the full experience and to view current episodes, go to youtube.com forward slash at Rob Talks Beer. That's youtube.com forward slash the at symbol Rob Talks Beer. All right, let's go to the episode. Welcome to Rob from the Internet Talks About Beer, a show where we discuss different styles of beer, beer history, beer flavor profiles. We give shout outs to breweries we think make exceptional beer, and we talk about whatever else comes to mind during the course of the conversation. As always, I'm your host, Rob. And if you like what I'm doing, hey, please uh, subscribe, maybe click like on this video or hit the little bell if you are subscribed to be notified when new episodes come out. Um, Other than that, hey, without further ado, let's get this show started. Uh, today, my guest is Ian, I'm probably going to butcher your last name, Murchison. I assume that's, that's how you uh, pronounce it. Yeah. So uh, if you would, Ian, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into uh, the world of beer and what you do when you're not talking to people like me about beer. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Rob, for, for having me on. Um, so I started and run a hop yard uh, just outside of Ottawa here called Battlehouse Hops. Uh, we started back in 2020, uh, no, 2021, I guess was our first planting. So we're, we're done uh, a couple seasons on to season three. Now, um, we grow three varieties currently, uh, we've got uh, cascade centennial and Galena. Um, you know, we're just kind of going through the motions of scaling up a hop farm, started pretty small, making sure we're doing everything correctly. Uh, figuring out how to process and package all of this stuff, <laughs> which is uh, which is quite a, a feat. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, continuing to scale up. Um, so you know, we're just kind of getting started. We're in it for the long haul, and uh, it's been fun so far. A good learning experience. Um, yeah, and then you know, when I'm not uh, when I'm not out in the fields uh, growing hops, or you know, come winter time when we slow down. Uh, I've got uh, another full-time job, which helps pay for that um, That right now. So I'm a, I'm a designer um, at Nokia, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So so what made you decide to become a hop farmer? Yeah, that's, that's what everyone asks me. Um, you know, to be honest, um, I'm, not, I'm not a brewer. I'm not a, a brewer background of any sort. I don't, I don't brew beer. You know, I bought one of those like Mr. Beer kits. Uh, once and gave it a shot and you know it's a lot of fun um but um i think i think part of it was really starting to see that craft brewery scene come up in ottawa you know it um it wasn't here and and when it started to kind of trickle in like meeting the guys and the folks who were running those places and and what they were doing and and how they were growing was was really exciting um i think it's just a really awesome community and so we decided that you know we want to move out of the city um and we wanted farmland and we, we weren't 100 percent sure what we wanted to do with the farmland and so once we bought it um we decided that you know what i think we want to be part of this community uh help the community grow and um you know just just be there for the brewers because 
Um, you know, we want to be part of, of the Ottawa scene. We want to be part of their experience and also the home brewers as well. So I think it just kind of naturally progressed of just a love of beer and a love of the community. And now we're, we're part of it. We're, we're trying to, to help grow and make things to go in your beer. That's pretty awesome. So, so do you guys, um, do you guys, uh, focus more on like, uh, pelletized hops or you guys sell uh, wet hops or a little of both or, uh, what is it you guys are doing? Yeah. So, um, first year is, is a wash actually, you know, it, it takes four to five years to get these plants to maturity. So the first couple of years are, are a bit tough, but, um, first year is a wash. The second year this year, we, we stuck to whole cone. Um, I am a lover of the wet hop beers. I, I find they're, they're always my favorites, my favorite time of year. Um, so this year we did, we went wet hop and we did uh, whole cone dried. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So we're just kind of scaling up, uh, what we're doing in the yard, what we're learning, and then the equipment that we're buying as well. Cause you know, if you go, if you go all into it, um, you get really disappointed really fast because that, those first <laughs> right? couple yeah. years are, are like, Oh man, I just spent how much money and I grew what? <laughs> um, so, so we're, we're really scaling it up. This year was all about, uh, chemicals and and making sure that we have the cleanest freshest products that's not inhibited by any sort of fungus or or disease or anything um next year is a big story on soil health and also um post-processing of the hops so this year like we've got our dryer we've got our packaging machine we do nitrogen flush for everything um, but now we're starting to get into, um, building balers to bale the hops. Uh, we've got machines ordered for, uh, we've got a hammer mill for breaking up the hops and we've got a pelletizer also in order. Uh, that's nice. Coming in. Yeah. Very, very cool. So I, I also grow hops in my backyard. Uh, I don't have like an actual hop yard. I have, uh, I have a pool house with a tall pergola that, uh, serves as my, uh, my uh my my bind growing area uh i grow uh fuggles i grow willamette i grow um east kent and uh what was the other one that that actually survived i had five one of them died um oh my centennial died uh okay. but but uh my citra that's the that's the other one i have um yeah. i i think this year I, I was really lazy this year i only harvested about a pound and a half total from all the plants but it was a tough year because i don't i just let them do their thing i i i don't uh i don't tend them that well i just kind of let them grow and mm -hmm. since it was so dry this year they didn't really do that well okay. uh, but this is this is the uh the third year that i i've done it and i've noticed uh the first plant uh it's four years old now and it, it's it's an absolute monster. I just let it do its thing. It crawls up. Uh, I've got I've got chicken wire that I let it crawl up on the side of the pergola, and uh, it uh, it takes over the top of the pergola and goes out over the pool house, and it just keeps right on going. And and uh, yeah. the other ones, you know, they're they're a year or so behind, so they're they're a little smaller. But uh, it's fun, you know. I don't necessarily uh, brew with the wet hops that often, but uh, I like I like the aroma that that hops put off. And it's mm -hmm. nice uh, down by the pool, you know, they, they grow and they, they provide some shade for the pool area of the house, which is yeah. nice. And if I want to, then I can, I can actually brew with them. So. Yeah. You mentioned uh, a, a dry season. I mean, for us, it was actually, it was actually pretty wet this year, which was great. But um, I remember when we first planted, so we planted uh, uh, two, two rhizomes per hill kind of thing. 
and it didn't rain for 30 days after we planted. <laughs> so we were going through water like crazy, um, you know, just giving them as much water as possible, but it definitely stunted them the first year. Yeah. Um, so for some of the varieties or for one of the varieties, it's, it's probably a year behind, unfortunately, because of that, but, uh, this year was pretty good. So no, no complaints, but they are very thirsty plants. Yes. Yeah. They will take as much water as you can give them. They're kind of like tomatoes that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, how big and is you your hop them, yard? Uh, um, well right now, uh, I'll go by, um, number of not vines, but uh, number of strings. So okay. this year we did uh, about 500 strings. Um, and I kind of like to go up by that because every yard is spaced differently. So if I tell yeah. you I've got an acre of hops, that's just kind of a random number. Um, so we did 500 strings this year. We're going to do probably close to 1,100 strings next year. Um, so we'll be double what we have this year uh, in next year's growth, uh, which is awesome. And then we have... So that is actually only just over half an acre. We're going to be pushing about three quarters of an acre. So actually not that much, but the yard itself is 12 acres. So the plan and the goal is to scale up to that. And we just want to make really sure that we're doing the right things. We're doing the right processes. We're producing the absolute best products because I don't want to sell crap and nobody wants I don't want to, to buy, buy crap. crap. <laughs> um, and so part of that too is like, is we just need to make sure that we can be extremely consistent in what we're delivering. Um, so like this year we harvested one variety at two different time intervals and we did all of the acid testing at those individual time intervals. So we could understand when the optimal time for harvest is for, for that variety. So we're still kind of sussing it out and we're still a little up and down on you know, last year's numbers versus this year's numbers. But the goal is to even that out over time because, you know, we want awesome. the brewers to be confident in our consistency. Right? Yeah. I mean, cause, cause no, you know, nobody wants inconsistent uh, product if they're buying from, from somebody and nobody wants inconsistent product if they're trying to sell it because, you know, the, the key to, uh, the key to making money is consistency for both brewers and for, for the, the ingredient, you know, providers. Uh, totally understandable. Hey, for people who don't know, uh, hops, uh, that, that you use in beer are actually a flower. Um, and, and, and the, the seed cones are, uh, are, are, are called strobiles. Um, and, and it uh, comes from the, the plant, which scientific name is, I love this name, humulus lupulus. <laughs> it always reminds me, I always think of like a werewolf or something when, when, <laughs> when I think of it, but I don't know. And, and I, I have no idea why it's just the way it sounds. Uh, people who might be interested, it's a member of the Cannabaceae uh, family, which means it's related to weed. So you people that like weed, that's why you get those dank, those dank IPAs because it's in that same family and has the same it, type of characteristics. You can oh, see what do you got there? This is uh, Rouge River's Dankster King. Now that nice. You mentioned Dank. <laughs> <laughs> Dank. I, I am drinking uh, Nickelbrook Equilibrium. I have a 20-liter keg of it on tap in the garage. So, you know, nice. I, I drink it as much as I can because it's one of my favorite beers. I've um, got, I'm drinking right now. This is from uh, Whippersnapper here in Ottawa. So this is yeah. their wet hop beer. Um, oh, it's a hops. rye. Yes, nice. just, a, just a hint of rye. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So, so, um, 
I know you mentioned it earlier. What were the, the varieties of hops that you're growing right now? So we're doing Cascade, Centennial, and Galena. Galena. Um, okay. Yeah, Galena's so, kind of the, the the oddball in there that not a lot of people are growing anymore. Um, yeah. It used to be a very popular hop. Uh, I think it was it was created in Iowa. I want to say Iowa in like the 80s. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's a very clean bittering hop. Nice. Yeah. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of fruit flavors, or what's it? What's what's the flavor profile for it? I think I think a lot of people use it um, pretty late in the boil, and it gives like a, a black currants kind okay. of taste to it. Um, if you use it pretty early, you'll get some of that like peachy pear, a little bit of grapefruit kind of. But it's really designed to be just like you don't use a lot of it. It's just super clean bittering hop. Yeah, I, I can't say that I have ever used that one in any of the beers that I brew. Um, you should give I, it I tend to use a lot of the uh, the the old school noble hops. Um, mm -hmm. One of my other favorites is Saz. That's one of my favorites to use. Yeah. Um, I, I I've love heard the some little... some horror stories about growing Saz, though. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I've never hop, never tried to grow hop. it, <laughs> but uh, I like my Fuggles and I like my East Kent Goldings because. Um, yeah. I like to brew a lot of uh, a lot of English style ales when I'm brewing stuff, so those two come in handy. Um, and then you know I, I brew uh, I brew a couple different stouts and things like that. And I, I tend to use like uh, Hallertau and things like that yeah. for those. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you should. I think I think Glenna could work really well in those English style ales. Um, let me know. I'll send you some. You can give it a shot. You know, yeah, that'd be awesome. Out. Yeah, I'm I'm always open for uh, for finding new uh, sources for for hops. I mean. Um, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a huge wet hop person, but uh, you do you you did say you dry them and things like that, and you guys are moving towards getting uh, pelletized stuff. That's what I tend to use, just because you know they're so convenient. <laughs> yeah, well, especially at the the home scale brew size too, right? Because they do soak up a lot of that wort. Uh, yeah. So you have to kind of compensate for just the physical space <laughs> that uh, the whole cones are taking up. But yep. um, I do like it because you know realistically when you see that 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 process you lose a lot of that lupulin like so you're talking about what the hop is like it's that lupulin on the inside of the cone yep. that you're really after right and so every time we as growers touch that or processors touch the the hop um you're losing a little bit of that lupulin yep. and um so that's why we tend to favor the whole cone is like you get the maximum amount of lupulin in the product but um it does come with other needs when it comes to the brewing process. You either bag it or you have like a, a spider or some sort of collection system or a really good filter <laughs> to get it out of there. Um, so it has its challenges, but, um, you know, you get kind of the, the most pure product I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and I'm not your typical home brewer either. I actually have a one barrel system. So, uh, and it's a it's a commercial grade system. I I, I actually literally just had it delivered um, <clears throat> this week. It finally showed up. I ordered it last year, and you know, due to COVID and supply chain issues and things like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm not your I'm not your typical case scenario for a home brewer. I tend to uh, to brew on a large scale just because I like to play around, and you know, it's my hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it upright. I, I had a small five gallon system for for ages. And uh, decided it was time to move up to something bigger, and and uh, so yeah, I'm uh, 
I've got I've got a big hop spider, so I don't have to worry about yeah. that if I'm using if I'm using a whole cone or if I'm using even if I'm using pelletized or whatever. I just throw it all in the spider and I don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then we hear that too. So um, I think in the next should in the next two months have all of our pelletizing machines. So any of the whole cone that we have in the freezers right now are going to be turned into pellets. Um, nice. So you guys have any plans to expand beyond the three varieties that you are currently growing or are you guys happy with what you got? Well, so the, the original business plan, which, you know, day one kind of gets thrown out the window, um, <laughs> yes. is, uh, has always been that we grow an acre of each variety. Um, so the goal is to, to get up to 12 acres. The, the challenge is, Obviously, there are proprietary hops that we cannot and will not be able to purchase because we'll never be big enough. Right. Um, there are varieties that are extremely prone to certain types of diseases, which it's a, like, do we want to have to manage that because it gets really expensive? And then there are varieties that just simply struggle to grow in our climate. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of a balance. Um, also, because it takes that like four to five years to get to maturity on a hop uh, as a grower, we're really just guessing <laughs> what people are going to want. And uh, we think are going to be popular, right? So um, either you're getting big contracts from breweries and that allows you to expand on, on a single type of variety. Um, but we, I feel that, you know, if we're doing an acre per variety, you know, that's about depending on the variety, say 1800 pounds uh, of each variety. Uh, I think that's that's a good number to aim for as sort of a, a minimum. So we will expand and, and grow more, but um, we just got to make sure we get the process right first. Right. Yeah. No. And, 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 you know, you don't want to expand too fast and take on too much debt and, and too much uh, overhead because that'll that'll destroy your business just as fast as not growing fast enough. Yeah. I mean, there's a delicate balance where you have to decide, OK, we're, we're going to expand this portion. We're not going to expand this portion. You know, we're, we're going to buy this. We're not going to buy that. And it's, it, you know, it's a fine line that you have to walk to, uh, especially, especially with the way the economy runs these days. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be really careful about things. And luckily right now for you, it's uh, it's not your primary source of income. So you don't have as much of a worry for it uh, as you would if it was your only source of income. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think you're seeing a lot of these small hop farms just disappearing right now. I mean, since I started a couple of years ago, um, I think I know I know of at least three or, or four now, I think, that have gone under in those couple of years just around around me. So, um, you know, they're guys who they were growing good stuff, but you have to go big um, like the guys doing these two, three acre hop farms, it's just not sustainable from a, a business perspective. Um, yeah. You really have to go 10 acres plus to, to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Especially if you're not, if, it, if you're not doing it just as like a, a secondary income or as a hobby income or something right. like that, if you, if you're trying to do this as your, as your, as your vocation, yeah, you, you definitely do. You have to, uh, you have to plan to either, either start with a fairly large uh, plot or, or scale up, rather rapidly i mean exactly yeah yeah like you you kind of have to there's a there's a tipping point for us too so i'm going to be able to go up to probably two acres like these smaller guys as a side um side business right but then there's a tipping point where i have to i have to go right to 10. Uh, i can't go in between i have to go directly from two to ten 
and yep. scale up and then, then then it's the full-time job kind of thing um but yeah we'll get there um i'm pretty confident we can get there so let's just uh <laughs> see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> so um currently now now we, we, i'm not going to ask you to name any names or anything like that, but are you selling to any of the uh the uh the the I guess the the craft breweries in the Ottawa area right now. We did wet hop to the craft breweries this year, um, and then the rest of our sales so far have been to all the home brewers. Okay. Um, so we packaged everything in two and eight ounce bags, um, so kind of perfect size for the the home brewers. And because we're not pellets, um, some of the the big breweries just aren't set up to deal with. Not yeah. having pellets, uh, and so I get it. And so we we kind of pulled back on on pursuing them this year because I wanted to keep whatever I had left over um, to actually put through the pellet machine and learn how it how it gets used. Um, that's actually one of the the big challenges with starting a hop farm is you only get one chance a year to test all of your equipment. <laughs> like <laughs> the plant doesn't grow again, right? And yeah, so, I suppose. I, yeah, I didn't. Th- I never thought of it that way. But yeah, unless unless you guys are growing like hydropon, not even hydroponically, but in in controlled conditions where you can have it growing year round. Yeah, hmm. you, you get one shot per year to to, to get this shit right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like we build a we build a dryer, and like we don't know if it works, right? Like, sure, there's hot air and fans moving through it, but we don't know how long it takes to process it, whatever. And so you do that, and then. Um, same with the whole nitrogen flush system, like everything was brand new, right. And, and you only get one chance to do it. So right now we're in the, like, we're, we're trying to either build or buy a hot picker. And again, it's like, we can't really test these machines until the plant's ready. And at that point you're, it's, it's kind of too late, right? Like either it works or it doesn't work. Right. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of a, it is a weird situation, but uh, <laughs> that's why I've kind of just kept what I've got left over so that I could actually use it to test. So, so how many people are currently working in the hop yard? Uh, it's, it's one of those like fa- friends and family things, you know? Okay. So it's, uh, it's all my family out there. And then when it comes to actually harvest time, I think we had six people for six days kind of thing picking. Um, nice. And nice. that'll be the, <laughs> it's only second year, but that'll be the last year I ever pick hops by hand. No, uh, that is <laughs> yeah, unreal. it can be. Yeah, I mean, e- even for me, like I, I barely grow anything relatively compared to even what you're growing, and and yeah, it's a pain in the ass to pick those things by hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we picked just over 300 pounds by hand this year. Wow. Um, and next year we're expecting six six fifty, and so it's just it's completely impossible to deal yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's untenable at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so if, if, uh, if people who brew beer, uh, in the home, home scale are listening to this, uh, or watching this show, because I'm, I'm putting it out as both, uh, YouTube, uh, show, and then I'm going to be po- publishing everything also as a podcast here shortly. Um, how can they find you? Uh, yeah. So if you look up, uh, battlehouse hops on Instagram, on Facebook, battlehousehops.ca, um, that's how you can find us. We've got a web store. You can buy, we've got merch and stuff, whatnot, but, uh, yeah, we've got two ounce and eight ounce bags and, uh, yeah, 
that's, that's how you find us, I guess. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's not how I found you, but, uh, that, that, <laughs> but you know, it was, part, it yeah. was, it was a friend of a friend situation for me, but you know, it's awesome. Uh, I'm always, always looking for new people to talk to and always looking for different subjects. And this is a little different than my typical show because typically we're talking about a style of beer. Well, today we're just, you know, talking about something that actually goes into every style of beer, which is awesome. You know, I, yeah. I love I love uh, branching off a little bit, and and I also I'm one of those people I love meeting new people, so it's it's always cool to uh, to 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 grow my network, so to speak, of people I know I can I can call on if I'm like, oh hey, these guys said they grow these types of hops, I could use some of those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's um, like I said, like just the the beer community is is amazing, right? And just being a part of it is is great. Um, Lots of awesome folks and, and the stuff people are doing now with brewing beers is, is wild. And so the more I can help them do those crazy experiments and whatever, like I was thinking back just before this, uh, this meeting, one of the, the wildest beers I've had, um, we went to, I've been to Iceland a few times and there's a, a brewery in Iceland that, uh, brews with, uh, whale testicles. So... <laughs> So Iceland still has a whaling industry. Um, right. I think I think they 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 cap it at like 150 whales a year or something. And so it was Christmas Eve, and we drive to this brewery, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's literally just in some guy's house. He's got like one of those coverall fabric um, uh, tent things, and the yep. brewery's inside of it. And uh, <laughs> we went there because he's famous for this whale testicle beer. And then what I learned is like they actually smoke the whale testicle and sheep shit before they put it into the batch. <laughs> and uh, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> you know, is uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't dumping the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. If, if I rolled up someplace and they said, "Yeah, you're gonna have a beer that's uh, made with whale testicles that are smoked with sheep shit," I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's actually illegal to sell that beer uh, outside of Iceland, something like that. So yeah, because like, of the whale to... thing. Yeah, 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 slightly. Yeah, yeah. that makes oh, sense. Also, I mean. Only, only, I learned only one testicle per batch. Uh, <laughs> if that makes it any better, but maybe what doesn't make it any better is the sheer size of. Yeah, I mean, what? It's got to be like the size of, the of, of, yeah. of like a medicine ball. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yes, breweries, please do keep doing some, some weird stuff. <laughs> keep doing that weird stuff, man. We yeah. love it. That's right. You know, I I have never heard of of a beer that made made like that, but but hey, you know who knows? There's probably some other really wacky beers out there that someone's gonna be like, oh, that's nothing. You know, I I had a beer that was made with this, and yeah, but yeah, awesome. Well, you know, Ian, uh, we are at the 26 minute mark, and I try to keep my shows around a half an hour, so I think we've done pretty good. So one more time, if people are looking to uh, connect with uh, with your hop yard, how can they do it? Yep. So just search for Battlehouse Hops on Instagram, Facebook, or battlehousehops.ca. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ian, it has been uh, it's been very enjoyable having you on the show. Um, as always, I'm Rob from the internet. We've been talking about beer adjacent things today. So, cheers.
Cheers.